What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of National Pastime. John Toaster and J-Rob here, and the draft is, well, it's two days away from when we're recording this. You will probably be listening to it uh, 24 hours from the time the draft starts, but we finally have the move that we've all been waiting for for two years, just so we don't have to fucking hear about it anymore. Aaron Rodgers has officially been traded to the New York Jets. The just quick run on the compensation here, and then we can get into how we feel about it. But uh, essentially a pick swap in the first round this year. Difference of two draft slots, really not a big deal, 15 and 13. Uh, They get the 42nd pick, which is one of the Jets' second rounders. In this year's draft, there's a late pick swap as well, I think fifth and sixth rounders. And then the big piece, which really puts it over the edge for me, and I don't fucking understand why uh, they had to go this far, but a conditional second round pick in the 2024 draft that can become a first rounder if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps in this upcoming season. So more Is that or less offense and coming. defense or just offense. <laughs> That'd be some really good uh, lawyering if the contract fine print <laughs> there. out that way. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, this trade, I guess like the compensation isn't too far off. Ultimately, when you get into the like weeds of it of what, um, you know, we thought like the pick swap in the first round this year is kind of like a nothing thing. I, I think from my perspective, that's just like the Packers wanting to say we got two first round picks for Aaron Rodgers, you know, like, oh, yeah, we I mean, we had to give up another first rounder, but like, you know, we got two though. So it was cool. Um, so I guess we'll start with Toaster, you like from a football perspective here, what do you think this does for the Jets? Do you think this really moves the needle? I know we talked about it a little bit before, but now that you've had some time to think and it's gone down, are the Jets like a true contender in the AFC? I don't want to start with the football thing. First off, I want to apologize to everybody that had to sit through this for what the past six to eight weeks since he announced his intentions to be a jet because this trade should have gone through months ago if this was the compensation. You can say third and 15th isn't a big swap and normally I would agree with you. Only issue is the Patriots are sitting at 14. So it puts you behind somebody else in the AFC East that can potentially jump on a player that you ultimately wanted. And the future first is absolutely ridiculous. Why did we go back and forth on this if you were going to give them a first round pick based on play this year? It was all all the talk was that it was a future first if he played, you know, two or more years. And now they're just like, if he plays this year, doesn't retire, collects his 60 million fucking dollars that he's going to, then yeah, we'll give you a first. And it, it makes no sense to me. And he the still kicker on kicker he on all of 65% this, of the snaps, the kicker on all of this is that the Packers didn't even have to pay any of his salary. There was no negotiation. Like all 60 million is getting picked up by the jets. So all this time we thought the Packers had zero leverage and apparently they had all the leverage because the jets were just fucking jetting. Um, so from a football perspective, We'll jump into to that. Does it put, does it make them Super Bowl contenders? Yes, everybody's Super Bowl contenders at this point in, in time. The Chicago Bears are Super Bowl contenders. The Houston Texans are Super Bowl contenders. Um, everybody's O and O, whether you want to call that zero or a thousand, um, they're all contenders. The AFC East schedule this year is brutal. They play the NFC East and they play the AFC West. 
So for anybody to come out with more than 10 wins in the division is going to be tough, which means you're maybe fighting for two playoff spots in the, in that division alone. You're probably not getting three wild cards in with the Bills, obviously the Jets now, and Dolphins. We can't forget about the, the Patriots. They are, they are there. They are him. Um, they it, are there. I don't, I don't sure. see them necessarily even making the playoffs this year. Um, and that's not a cut on Rodgers or anybody else. You know, they were one win away from making the playoffs with zero quarterback play last year, but this schedule is going to be so much more brutal. I think everyone in the AFC West improved, and that's just going to mean whoever of that division is able to take care of one or two games against those those um, AFC West teams is going to be in the driver's seat. I mean, they're fourth in the AFC as far as current odds to win the Super Bowl. Uh, behind the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals. Um, they sit sixth overall. 49ers and Eagles are in there as well. But looking at the other teams, the AFC teams that are behind them here, the Chargers, you know, uh, probably, you know, you can make a strong case that they'll make the playoffs. They could finish ahead of the Jets in my mind. But then you look at charge. it like, who knows? They could charge as well. Uh, but then you're looking at the Dolphins, the Jags, the Ravens, the Browns. The Broncos are any of those teams like better than the Jets? And I, I know you're talking about the no, but the, and the, but the Jags are going to make the playoffs because they're in the South, right? Like, and just looking at that makeup, it's going to be we know how it goes, right? There's usually a couple top tier teams and then a couple of 10, you know, nine to 11 win teams that fight out the fight out the middle. And that's where the struggle is going to be is that fighting through the middle and who is that one that ultimately pops out on top? Yeah. Unless we're adding an eighth fucking playoff seed for Rodgers too, because why the hell not? Let's just let's just give him everything he wants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I side note real quick. I saw somebody joke that uh, is it a coincidence that Rodgers is going to New York the same day that the eight p.m. time slot on Fox News opens up with Tucker Carlson being <laughs> mm, oh, Nice one, uh, J. Rob. As somebody who's a fan of one of the teams that will be in that mix in theory. Um, how are you feeling? I mean, Toaster's got the Patriots obviously within the division and everything, but like, I think the bills are probably going to win that division still regardless. Yeah. So we're talking about the wild card situation, which is where the Broncos would find themselves more than likely. You know, what, what are you feeling like as far as how this move impacts the jets roster and, chances at a you know super bowl run uh i mean i definitely think they instantly become much better because if you look at the roster they're pretty buttoned up on a lot of other positions which is like which is why i don't think what they gave up is as bad as some people are thinking like if they had major holes in other positions then yeah i think giving up a first next year is way too much but pick swapping, like they need a tackle. And so by pick swapping, there's about five tackles that can go in the mid round of the first round. So I don't think they're going to be hurting. <clears throat> I don't think they're going to be hurting because of that pick swap, even though, like Toaster said, they are losing. They are moving back behind the Patriots at four, uh, at 15 and they're at 14. Um, do I think they're winning to the division? No. Do I think they're going to be better than the Dolphins? Yes. It's... The AFC, what, the AFC East and the AFC West are going to be interesting. I think those two divisions are going to be the two that essentially start fighting for those wild card spots. Um, because like Toaster had said, the AFC South is pretty much the Jags to lose. 
the AFC North, in my opinion, is the Bengals to lose. I think with such the like with such a toss up with Lamar's situation and his ability to stay healthy, I don't think the Steelers are going to improve. I think they're going to stay similar around the 500 and I'm forgetting. And then I just have zero faith in the Browns. I just don't think Watson will ever be what he thinks. But can he get to be nine and eight? The Steelers were nine and eight last year. That That's the point is if you have to go oh, against I do that level so. of competition, um, you're, there's, there's very few easy wins um, for, for the Jets right now. But that Jets um, defense is really fucking good. And I think that's, what makes the difference when Rodgers has a good defense he gets you to the playoffs and so i think with them not losing that first round pick i do think they make the playoffs i think it's a wild card but i'd be hard like you start rattling off some of those teams that are in the mix at that mid-level and Rodgers moves the needle at quarterback when comparing to those other teams in my opinion i think he's a he's better than russell wilson so i think it's going to be more about sean payton getting Denver to the playoffs than it is Russell Wilson getting Denver to the playoffs. Um, I I think it moves the needle enough to make them a wild card contender. And f- also for what it's worth, they did, while they're taking on his entire contract uh, this year, I think they paid him out in like a $38 million bonus or something like that. So it's only 15 mil going against the cap for the Jets this year based on how they kind of not restructured, but how they're paying out Rogers' contract this year that I don't think... Yeah, it just fucks them later. Yeah, no, I was going to say, so they're all in. On they'll worry about it when he's retired. They, they're, they're not going to draft a first-round wide receiver next year when they don't have that pick. Um, I mean, it's an Garrett aggressive Wilson's move, dude. Like, I, dude. I like it. The bottom, they're just good. Like, they, ha- they had to do it. but They were 7-10 with arguably the worst quarterback in the league. 7-10. Like that's pretty impressive for someone who is literally giving away football games in Zach Wilson. And also really quick, what we can say analytical, but I do just want to pop a metaphorical champagne for John. Um, I can't imagine that this is not treated like a holiday that (laughs) Aaron Rodgers is officially out of the NFC North. And time is also just a flat circle where you play for the Jets or you play for the Packers, you win one Super Bowl. You make everyone hate you and want you the fuck out of there, and you go to the Jets to probably have a splash in the pan and then be worthless for another two years. So it's a beautiful like circle. Yeah, I uh, I very much appreciate the Jets helping us out here um, with this move. You know, it's uh, it was it was a good day. It's a good day yesterday. I'll just say that. Uh, here's um, just here's my quick, thing with all Rogers went eight and nine last year, so we're saying Rogers is worth one win right now. I think the, the Jets, Jets top, seven and ten. I think the Jets well, top that's bottom what, are so much better than the Packers roster last year. I I don't disagree. I think where this one doesn't like, I'm not super excited about it anymore. Maybe it's just like a function of fatigue from the whole like new cycle of it. But Rodgers was not good last year. He wasn't Zach Wilson, but he wasn't good. So how much is he really elevating this group? And is the question, right, in my mind here. I don't think it's that much. And if if they do, like, okay, so they won seven games last year. Like, they're not just all of a sudden going to win 13 games because Rodgers is their quarterback. I, I mean, you're going to have, like, there's that whatever fallacy of, like, 
oh yeah everything that's uh good is gonna stay good and everything that was bad is gonna get better like that sports fans talk themselves into i i don't it's think sports fans that's, that's just chicago fans oh yeah yeah right a ricochet <laughs> shot i know god no fucking reason oh my god um that is absolutely false it, considering you know me and i don't know what other chicago fans you know but anyway um well now i'm just gonna fucking destroy the patriots later, <laughs> yeah right so get you get, oh man this is gonna be great this is this is what we need this is the this is the fire that yeah. we need the, it's it's passion yeah it's sports fandom exactly passion. but ser seriously but then, though if you put i just don't, up i don't think the jets are all of a sudden gonna like turn into like a juggernaut because Aaron, they're not getting aaron Rodgers from two or three years ago um you know i think he'll be renewed and you know he'll he'll have that fire and he'll want to compete but it, i mean this is the same guy that's been to as many super bowls as rex grossman okay so like even at his peak like you know he wasn't getting it done in the playoffs and if the jets make the playoffs do you have i i mean personally i don't have any confidence as of this moment that they would stand a chance in arrowhead in buffalo in cincinnati i mean hell even if they had to go to fucking baltimore or something like i i just don't think it makes a big enough change for them and you look at their like group and yeah they're solid and you know really propped up by garrett wilson but beyond that like alan lazard and mccole hardman those are your number two and three receivers right now like what are you worried about that because i'm not and i mean is aaron Rodgers really going to enjoy zach wilson giving him hell every day like you said he would be <laughs> any starter or any veteran that got brought in um serious question though like are his stats going to be all that much better than brett farbs when he went to the jets whatever it was 13 years ago 3500 yards 22 tds he's not going to throw 22 interceptions but like i think that's within mm -hmm. the realm of what we're looking at the um you know one of the odds boosts today was on aaron Rodgers to throw 30 or more touchdowns which he's done mm, twice in the last six years um it, it you know he had two mvp seasons in there and outside of that i'm not gonna say middling that's that's too disrespectful but he he hasn't been a quarterback that's worth two first round draft picks if that's how the uh, packers want to spin it yeah i i completely agree um, I mean, he looked downright awful at times last year. He's going to want that motivation, though. That's what I, yeah. It, it does this rejuvenate his desire, and I don't think it does. I think he wants his his money. He wants to, if he wanted to win, he wouldn't be in the AFC at all, let alone right. AFC East. He wants to go there to say, oh, darn, we gave it a college effort. My hit, my legacy is not tainted because we were going up against the Bills who were 13 and three and the Chiefs who were 14 and two, or sorry, 16 game seasons. What an idiot here. Uh, 13 and four and 14 and three. And oh, we just missed the playoffs and take my bag and let's go. Um, you, right. He'd be in San Fran right now if he wanted to win. And, and when you really look at like his legacy in Green Bay, and you know dis i guess take away the the his like ability because i'm on record as saying i think he's the 
best quarterback that's ever played the game. But when you get down to like what he's been able to accomplish, he's had the easiest run of any fucking guy for the last 15 years. Okay. Like the bears have had like two good seasons in that time. The lions are the lions. Minnesota's had like two good seasons in that time. Like the Packers have had to do nothing but tread water to coast to a 10 win season and a first round buy and all this stuff. And even in a weak NFC at times has gone out and just laid an egg in the second round or the NFC championship. I mean, he's not going to have that ability to coast throughout this season. He's not going to get the lines twice. Guess what? Now you got the bills twice and you got bill Belichick twice. Like <laughs> shit's going to get real for him. And I'm just, I don't know, man. I, he's obviously You're not excited great. for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually want him to do good for the record because I feel like that will twist the knife more for Packers fans because otherwise they'll feel like, you know, vindicated that like, oh, yeah, like, you know, the move had to be made, blah, 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 blah. No, I so want him to do no love. Yeah, I just don't want him to succeed. So like you can throw your touchdowns. Maybe the Jets win like 10 games, 11 games or something. People are feeling good about them and then they just get like their backs blown out by somebody in the first round. And that's that would make me happiest if we're if we're going for that scenario. Uh, real quick on the Garrett Wilson thing, though. I mean, he won nothing with Devonte Adams. Like it, he's go. He, it's not like he was lacking true wide receiver talent uh, for what five of the last six years when he had when he had Adams, who was his ultimate security blanket. I'm sure Wilson will do great, but like when we're doing apples to apples here and the talent that they had to play with, he couldn't get it done with the best wide receiver in the league by most accounts right so where does that needle fall yeah the jets are the jets offense is good solid okay like he's not being dropped into some juggernaut that all it needed was a quarterback to like be the best offense in the, the nfl yeah <laughs> yeah like what is their ceiling but with this offense, or I guess, where do you think they ultimately end up as an offense? Are they, are they a top 10 offense with Rogers? Are they, so. if they yeah. run the fuck out of the ball with uh breeze hall, then yeah, they're a top 10 offense. It depends. I think that that's honestly the biggest wild card to me is what does that running game? What are they able to pull off? Um, because I think that's where they're ultimately going to need to lean, uh, to be successful in that sort of, in in the afc with how much freaking scoring and talent is around yeah all right let's we're done with this oh, final final two final takeaways uh i'm not done with this guy Eli just Eli elijah moore has to be kicking himself demanding a trade because they didn't have a quarterback and now he's like fuck <laughs> like they have a quarterback and uh oh shit oh and how much do you think Nathaniel Hackett's ass is going to be put to the fire if they have a rough offensive year? Because his tenureship at Denver did not go great. He's now the OC in New York. He's got Aaron Rodgers. He's got his buddy back. Does Nathaniel Hackett get raked through the coals if they don't have a good year? No, because he has Aaron Rodgers standing there with a fucking 50-foot metal pole in a lightning storm in New York. 
Um, nobody is going to get it other than well, in New York. That's not going to do shit. If he's in New Jersey, maybe <laughs> that'll do something. But <laughs> well, thankfully, he is. <laughs> um, okay, so quickly, I, I do want to talk about this from the other side. The Packers are now all in on Jordan Love. Um, they, you know, got some good draft compensation here. Uh, they had to make this move. Uh, we know that they did because Roger said he wasn't going to play for them, basically, and he had already committed to wanting to play for the Jets and all of that. But um, the Packers are kind of in this weird realm now where they've got all the talent in the world on defense that didn't really show up you know, all the time last year, but by all accounts could be very good this year. They've got two really good running backs. Um, they've got a couple pieces on offense that are, you know, can be exciting. Sounds a lot like the Jets situation, but yeah, carry on. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and how they're going from Rogers to Jordan Love. What do we think is ultimately going to happen with them and Jordan Love, because on one hand, you know, we haven't seen Jordan Love really play all that much. What we have seen recently has Packers fans, you know, pounding the table saying he's going to be the next Hall of Fame guy, which is hilarious considering the situations that he played those games in recently. But I mean, this is going to be a wake up call, right? And I'm asking that uh, with my fingers crossed and I need affirmation. So uh, <laughs> this is going to be a wake up call for their fans, right? I think so. Like, I think they end up with the top 10 pick next year. Um, just cause I think there's going to be growing pains. Uh, would it be kind of funny just based on the Packers history of Jordan love is like half decent, Kind of, <laughs> but, no, but I'm not rooting for your own mental health decline because of that. So well, I hope he's half decent because they have to pay him if he is next year. And I don't think that, he gets extended. I, he gets his fifth year option picked up. There's no way you yeah. can't get rid of. Oh, yeah. They'd pick it up today if they had the opportunity. The only way they don't is if they're drafting one or two next year and the Cardinals are going to be too damn bad for that to be the case. Yeah. It, but it, he's going to be making a lot of money here. So it's not like they're transitioning to like a rookie quarterback. That's like, Hey, we got a couple years to figure this thing out. It's like, Nope, this is still kind of a win ish now roster with, I, I mean, the Jets and Packers are now just like bizarro versions of each other essentially. Right. Um, that was but, Aaron Rodgers' final fuck you. Like he signed that contract knowing that he was going to be putting the Packers into this situation, right? Because the Packers wanted to move on two years ago, potentially, in at least a year ago. And Rodgers like, no, I'll play long enough to where you basically get zero opportunity to evaluate this guy, and then he's your he's your future. Yeah, I I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I guess. This could be getting ahead of myself. We could be getting ahead of ourselves here, but do you think they use this year to see how Jordan Love does and they either extend him for the fifth year or do you think they go after Kirk Cousins or Lamar Jackson as free agents in the offseason when they realize that Love isn't what they thought it was? Well, like they Cousins have to, could be interesting. Don't they have to um, pick up his fifth-year option 
soonish. Um, no, I think, they, I think they have one more year. It's May 2nd, I believe, if it's this year. Is that the case when they come in the league? Yeah, yeah I, think I, he's think one, he's... I think he's one more year removed. Uh, he says he's a free agent next year. Oh, then yeah, they got to pick it up by May 2nd. So it was what my original analysis said that I just went back on when I said that. Yes, they basically gave <laughs> zero opportunity to assess Jordan Love, and now they've got to pick him up for the future. Yeah. I mean... Uh... To your question, J. Rob, I, I don't, I don't know. It, it really depends on how this this all plays out. Because if they're a disaster or loves a disaster, and they do have a high draft pick, then you know, um, I would guess they would try to go that route if possible. Or hell, based on recent history, maybe the Jets will be a total fucking dumpster fire and they'll have a top 10 pick from the Jets. Um, but it it's hard to say what what's going to go down with those other guys. So I, I wouldn't speculate too much, but it, they are clearly like, I don't know, it, they haven't had to operate without a certain level of quarterback play for quite some time. So it, it will be interesting to see the direction they ultimately decide to go. And yeah, he they have to pick up the um, fifth year option by May first, so they've got Ooh, six baby. days. So unless they unless they draft a quarterback in the first round this year, then they're probably picking that 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 option up. Yeah, you know what my actual nightmare is uh, that Anthony Richardson falls and they take Anthony Richardson at thirteen. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I don't, I don't even, I can't even. What's scary that. is that sounds awesome. very plausible. Like it, it very well could happen. <laughs> Ooh. I don't think mm -hmm. they do though. Don't like that. I think there's like too many that. other holes and too many concerns that they would be willing to take a project like Richardson on in the first round like that. But crazier shit could happen. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's move on from Aaron Rodgers. And I do want to touch on before we get into some sort of last second draft thoughts here. Um, the Jalen Hurts contract went down since the last time we recorded. Hurts signed a five-year, two hundred and fifty-five million dollar extension. Um, the structure of it, I think, is still a, a little complicated for me. I haven't gotten to dive into it fully. Howie Roseman, you know, sort of worked his magic to. Uh, to keep the cap hits low, although the dead cap hit um, in like the final year of that thing is pretty insane. But um, ultimately, you know, Jalen Hurts signing this deal makes sense considering that Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are also eligible and are probably going to beat whatever this is. But at the end of the day, like this is a huge deal. And I, I'm just kind of shocked that Jalen Hurts ended up getting this much money. The structure, though, you know, I guess we'll we'll find is uh, not quite like this kind of deal, like as it looks on the surface. But um, still, that's a huge commitment by the Eagles for for a guy that you know, admittedly, got them to the Super Bowl, but you know, has really only had one level of play. Uh, in his or one season of play in his career that warrants this sort of extension. So, what, 
toaster with with the number that's out there and and what we know about this contract you know how do you feel um about the deal for you know for hertz and really how it affects the rest of the market this is the deal that i hope people start realizing is what's needed moving forward jalen hertz his quote was it's not about the money it's about the championships and you can say this is a 250 million dollar extension but really it comes out to an average per year just over Dak Prescott in the 43 and a half 44 million dollar range which is a which is a going rate they're not trying to you know break records here other than there is some word that his agent really wanted a quarter billion dollar contract and that's where the number ultimately came from um there's a 98 million dollar cap number on a void year in 2029 so to no no offense to you not understanding the contract structure that, that that's fair um because the contract was basically written to be restructured on a on a year by year basis um so they'll pull that number in but what it does is give them short-term flexibility and then long-term planning uh so i i love the deal for both sides quite frankly he gets his his guaranteed money which as a mobile quarterback i don't want to call him a running back quarterback that call, uh, has some bad connotations but as a mobile quarterback you know you want to lock that in as soon as possible and it just makes the lamar jackson situation look so much so much worse on lamar side in my opinion than on the the Ravens side uh but i love this contract all around because he's going to be viable for the next three to five years um that won't be an issue um at age 25 so i like it well, Jared. from that perspective, you you know, he's basically the same age as Lamar, right? Like uh, Lamar is how old? 26. Lamar's 20. I think Lamar's 26, yeah. That's still so wild. So me. I mean, for if you feel comfortable with Hertz, you know, for the next 3 to 5 years, feel like you should with Lamar as well. Um so i mean i guess from that perspective like is is this the kind of contract that you think lamar should get or um you know i i guess where where does he fit into this ultimately not just from a perspective of obviously we, we've talked about him kind of screwing himself to some degree um by waiting this thing out for for so long but like does this deal open up the door for him to get a a similar deal and what what do you think it'll look like i don't think so because like i said i think jalen hurts is a mobile quarterback i think lamar jackson is a running quarterback so i think lamar jackson's upside is capped far more than um than just uh jalen hurts is, is i mean if you just look at their rushing totals it's he's not necessarily a rush first um, if anything, maybe he's a rush last because everything's a fucking one yard push from behind type of run um, in that offense right now. So um, I, I don't think that they're necessarily comparable in in that regard um, to say that this should be a contract structure for Lamar. And you can throw out Lamar's MVP all you want. I think Jalen Hurts was far more impactful within the realm of the Eagles than if you just like plugged and played Jalen, I think he could see similar success in multiple offenses. I don't know that that would be the case if you, if you plugged and played Lamar. If you put 2019 Lamar into that Eagles offense last year, they would have, I mean, the Eagles yeah, 2019 Lamar. I'm not paying 2019 Lamar. 
paying 2021 Lamar and 2022 Lamar, where I still don't even. I just 17 games. absolutely don't dis. I can't agree with any of that. I mean, Jalen Hurts had 165 rush attempts this year, and I know you're talking about the tush push, but those are the ones that you're getting hit a hell of a lot more than Lamar Jackson is on his rollouts or, or scrambles where nobody touches him for 20 yards. I mean, I just don't think it. I don't think the argument holds up that Jalen Hurts is worth this kind of contract and Lamar's not necessarily. But the 110 guaranteed for Jalen, Lamar will beat that ultimately when he signs his deal, right? It's 110, but is it 164 injury? Like it's it's I thought it was a bigger guarantee than that. But um yes, it could I, be. I do like think I said, that the structure do... is insane. I think Lamar's going for his, he wants his five-year fully guaranteed, and there's just not a structure that can get anybody there. Even if he wants to settle for a three-year fully guaranteed, I don't think that he wants to settle for that. He wants longer years and more money than he he is due. So um, I'll put it this way. I think that this was a team-friendly contract. I don't think Lamar's asking for a team-friendly contract. No, I don't think so either. Um, what this does mean though, for Joe Burrow and, uh, Justin Herbert is <laughs> that that number, whatever those total numbers are, when those contracts come out are going to be absolutely obscene. Um, J Rob, if tomorrow Justin Herbert signs uh, a similar deal to this, how would you feel? having to face him twice a year um <clears throat> i've kind of already mentally accepted that we're gonna have to play him quite a bit through the prime of his career so as much as it would be like reality setting in like you have mahomes and herbert just skull fucking my team four times a year for the next six seven years like i guess i'm mentally prepared for it i brought the lube so like it shouldn't be too bad um i do kind of hope this is just copium but i do hope that the chargers continue to be so fucking cheap that they don't come to an agreement with herbert and herbert ends up leaving but herbert's also such a stand-up <clears throat> such a stand-up stand-up guy and a team guy i mean shit when staley was like you guys want the day off tomorrow and they're like heck yeah he's like no no we should be practicing we should be at practice like he seems like he's such a team oriented guy that like the Chargers struck gold with have, with being cheap as fuck and likely having a guy that's willing to take on a more team-friendly deal to win. Like, he seems like a dude that really wants to win over getting paid. And so, yeah, I've just accepted. The, that. the issue, though, is the Chargers won't be able to, I mean, because of the cheapness. Like, this is team-friendly because of how the caps, like, numbers are, are broken out. But... It's not cash friendly. Like you get into where the cap numbers come from in this contract, and it's all from bonuses, which means you have to pay out cash. The Chargers will not do that, right? Like they they just will not pay that cash out. That's the so whole. right. So Herbert's structure will be a little bit different. It will likely lend to a little bit more, um, you know, flexibility with in a given year being able to move his base salary around or whatever i would imagine but like 
he's he's not going to get a deal where his base salary you know averages less than two million dollars and the rest of the money is in bonuses i don't think anyway um toaster what, what are your thoughts um no this was a huge win for this was the order it had to go in it had to go jalen hurts um honestly it was probably a little lower on the guaranteed money than i would have expected it to be um but again it goes back to the mobility aspect of the quarterback i think it's fair um and it's got to go herbert and then burrow is either a league resetter in one of two ways that he's like i'm going for the highest contract or he's saying guess what i'll, I'll take some hertz money and let's leave a little bit more let's keep you know our wide receiver core together like let's not break this up let's let's move some money around so that's what when you talk about a team player with herbert i think you might get an ultimate team player in in burrow recognizing that you you got to sacrifice a little bit to be successful and this is the perfect opportunity to do so so i'm excited for these two contract extensions for that exact reason and herbert's the one that should be in in cruise control right now because there's there's just no expectation or really reason for him to not reset the market for himself before burrow does yeah uh, when when do you think we will see these deals come down ultimately they are eligible but do you think we'll get them this offseason i think we'll get both of them this offseason just because um definitely for the Bengals because they've seen what happens with the Lamar Jackson situation. I don't think that that's, you know, they're worried about that with Burrow, but I think that they've recognized that, hey, locking this up and securing it is is worthwhile. And with the AFC West as competitive of, as it is, it, it doesn't make any reason, it doesn't make any sense to not just say, hey, Herbert, we're obviously paying you. Let's get this done ahead of time. Let's get some more money in your pocket now. Keep it friendly. Um, we got to get rid of all of your wide receivers next year and most of your defense because the cap hits are so fucking high. So uh, let's not do this on bad terms next year when you're playing with the fucking, uh, I would have said the New York Giants, but they actually turned out to be well, very good this year. So somehow, some way. <laughs> well, fucking talk about quarterback contracts. That, uh, <laughs> I always laugh every time I come back to that Danny Dimes deal. Yeah. Um, In Dayball, they trust. Right. Yeah, man. I guess uh, so. One final takeaway about Hertz contract. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to women in sports. Uh, he is the one of the only players within all women uh, like staff around him. Management, management team. team. Yeah, he's yeah. got Nicole Lynn as his agent. He's got Chantal Romaine, Shakima Simmons-Winter, Jenna Malfris, and Rachel Everett. They are all responsible for his marketing, his management team. And we always talk about needing women in sports. And I think this is such a good indication of what women in sports can do, not only for the public, but for these athletes. He's one of the best marketed players. He's one of the most loved players. He really is a very likable and marketable guy. And I feel like this team really uplifted him and also got him and his team paid. So shout out to women in sports shout out to his management team i think this is huge 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 for what women in sports can do and i just cannot emphasize that enough for jalen hurts and his management team yeah man they all hopefully got paid off of this quick you know this massive deal as well so uh no uh, good call out i like saw that in passing i i think a couple of days ago and um like just was blown away like that's awesome 
All right, moving on to the draft talk here. Um, we talked about a lot of these storylines in our last episode, which was our draft preview. I do think there's still a couple things uh, to talk through today or, you know, two days uh, out from the draft. Uh, one of which is the fact that nobody knows what, the fuck is going to happen this Thursday? Like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a draft where there was so much ambiguity about who might even go number one. I mean, I think at this point, based on the betting markets and everything, it's it's going to be Bryce Young, but uh, a Redditor Reddit posted... it's going to be, yeah. Yeah. Reddit's always right. Yeah, exactly. A, a Redditor posted today that um, Will Levis has been telling friends and family that he is going to go number one and Levis's odds shot up from like plus 4,000 to plus 400 to be uh, the number one pick. Bryce Young is still the favorite at like minus 2,000 or whatever though. So I would advise people not to waste their money. Um, but the Levis like momentum is, is real. And something that I heard somebody call out that I hadn't really thought about before, but so much is sort of hidden from the the public during these last handful of weeks of the draft cycle. And I wonder if a lot of the movement that we're seeing now, as far as Stroud falling and Levis moving up and, you know, Tyree Wilson maybe being, you know, the first defensive player picked over Will Anderson. Like if that stuff was known in NFL circles for a while, but just wasn't something that was necessarily getting out to reporters or anybody else. So we're really just playing catch up, which is why everything feels so crazy bouncing around. Um, but it, I mean, with all of that, I, if Will Levis goes number one, I, I don't, know what i would do especially based on our conversation uh in the last episode about that guy so uh i guess of all of these storylines i put money on him at plus four thousand, so i'm, I'm good no <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> of all these storylines like which is the most interesting to you to you guys like which of these i guess would be the most surprising starting with you j-rob um I still think the most surprising would be Texans passing on a quarterback at number two and not trading back. <clears throat> if they trade back, then it's like, cool, you guys are getting assets because you really have zero faith in anyone but Bryce Young. But to have the second overall pick, to be so blatantly trying to get that first overall pick the last like quarter of the season, to not come out with a quarterback and just saying, yeah, Davis Mills is good, is wild to me. And so I think... I think what Houston does will be the ripple effect that kind of shakes up the top 10. I think if Houston doesn't take a quarterback, I could see the Titans going in at three to try and get CJ Stroud or someone to move with the Cardinals. Um, but I think if the Texans, it's, yeah, I think the Texans are going to be the ones that move the needle on whether or not teams move and aggressively make changes that I'm very curious to see what Houston does because the fact that Will Anderson's now getting questioned about not going to like, what is going on? Like, I just don't understand what's happening with this top five CJ Stroud's falling because of his, what's the, it's not the wonder lick, but like the, the new S2. Wonder lick. S2. 
the fact that he's testing so poorly and there's he nailed the S1 though. That, that just, <laughs> they don't respect that one anymore. I mean, spin zone, it's an S2, so he's still S class, right? Like it means he's still like pretty good. Um, but I just apparently he took it multiple falling, times, also, by the which way. Which is even scarier. Like, and then yeah. Will Levis skyrocketing because he's throwing off his knees and hitting a goal post. So it's like, okay, you hit a goal, you hit a field goal post that's not even in play. Like, what receiver's gonna jump up and catch that ball anyways? Like there's just so many stupid things that are just getting worked in here that I just, I don't know. I think Houston is going to be the pick that really swings how this top five is going to look. What that's going to look like, couldn't fucking tell you. I, I couldn't yeah. tell you. Toaster, are you buying that Stroud is actually falling down the draft boards right now? I am because to the question you asked J Rob, the wild card here to me is the Colts and it's always been the Colts. And as much as this pains me to say, it means Ryan Poles made the right decision in trading out of the first overall draft pick as soon as he did, because I think the Colts are ready to take any of the fucking four top quarterbacks that they have available to them. And they say, guess what? One of these will be there. So we're not, we're not freaking moving. Um, will that be Stroud at four? I would be shocked if he falls that far. Um, we'll be more shocked when he's not taken because they're idiots and they apparently are all in on Will Levis. Um, yeah. the, the ceiling or the floor, whatever you want to call it for Stroud, it, it's not even in the realm of what, if we want to call that Justin Fields slipped two years ago, right? Like he's going to, he's going to be a top 10 prospect. All four of these guys are going to be top 10 prospects in my mind. So I'm not worried about Thanks. a draft. You mean? Yeah. Sorry. Um, they're all going to go in the yeah. top 10. Um, so I'm, I'm not worried about that slide. I am very confused by the fact that the, um, odds right now are on Levis to be the number two overall quarterback. Uh, maybe it's Reddit. Maybe it's, uh, um, some banana farmer, cartel that we aren't aware of that you know tepper or somebody has um alliances with but uh he, he's too talented the get the ohio state monkey off everybody's back um that that's so outdated in this day and age i mean how long ago was it that alabama never had a viable quarterback right they were just a defense and a running team and now you've got three alabama quarterbacks in the league one of them um a pro bowler two of them pro bowler I know two is not true. Is, is Bama but, allowed to claim Jalen Hurts? No. He has, okay. they absolutely <laughs> are. So Alabama only has one pro bowler and Mac Jones. Boom. Roasted. Can't bring <laughs> on the Patriots hate. Yeah. I, I do think that um, you're right. Stroud will still go top 10, but I'm buying that. Like people aren't in love with him the way that when the Panthers first traded up to one, and the news cycle for like 10 days and Vegas, odds. and Vegas odds that Stroud is going to be the pick. And everyone all of a sudden was like, oh, well, Stroud, you know, uh, I went back and watched him and blah, 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 blah. Like it, that was insane and it was an overreaction. I, I don't think he falls out of the top 10 because I think teams will move up. But there's a lot of teams there that could you know, would prefer to not go quarterback. And if let's say Bryce Young goes one, 
at two, uh, the Texans go with Tyree Wilson. The Cardinals go either Will Anderson or the rumor right now is they like Paris Johnson Jr. that much that he would go three. Then you have the Colts in love with Will Levis at four. You have the Seahawks probably taking Jalen Carter at five. The uh, Lions look like they're locked in to a corner. And the Raiders are, I guess, that next you know team where it's a wild card. But if the Raiders decide that Stroud isn't the guy and they go with Skronsky or they go you know, with maybe whoever the next like defender is uh, on that list, then all of a sudden you're sitting there. It's like, I don't think Atlanta's taking him. So I'm going to jump in right here. You were on the border of do we keep fields or do we take Stroud first overall? He's there at nine. You're not taking him anymore after you got compensation for him. No, I I wasn't saying uh, I'm not a Stroud uh, truther. That was Bryce Young. That was all about Bryce Young. But if Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young fall as low as eleven. So in in some (laughs) most recent mock drafts, yeah, that's that's absurd. Um, (laughs) But like, if it falls that way, which is entirely possible, I mean, you could have him and Richardson falling out of the top ten if teams aren't willing to trade up for them and i do think it's like kind of crazy considering where we were at throughout this whole process but based on all the information that's out now and um you know trying not to get too caught up in like the the big swings and the crazy stuff like oh Bijan robinson's gonna go you know number two or so like you know what i mean like don't get caught up in those kind of rumors but when you start to put all these pieces together and hear more about it like maybe this group of quarterbacks is just where we thought they were, which is all good. None that are like home runs as prospects. And these teams see it that way. And so you heard it here first jets drafting CJ Stroud, number 15 overall. (laughs) Oh my God. Rogers would be so fucking mad. He would be, I retire now. Like, fuck this. That would be incredible. That'd be absolutely incredible. Oh wait, never mind. They got to trade up. They trade. They trade Zach Wilson to the the Packers. Take him number thirteen overall. Okay. <laughs> I've got a scenario for you guys. Do you think? Well, one, I've this is me just wholeheartedly believing this. I think Young, Stroud, and Levis go in the top five. I would argue they go in the top four. <clears throat> would it be surprising if the Texans pass on a quarterback at two? And then pick up if and if Richardson falls, they take him at twelve. Not at all. If they take Hooker no. at twelve, I'll be shocked. But if no, they take, if they take they Richardson, Richardson at twelve, no, I think they would. I don't know that Richardson's going to be there at twelve. We put a cap on him at seven in the last pod. Um, Will Levis Levis was the one that was falling to the third round in my my most recent predictions. So that's looking good. no i would it wouldn't shock me at all if they did that what i don't think they would do and i feel like maybe we like had this as a throwaway comment a couple weeks ago and i but i've heard it mentioned a lot and uh on the internet the last few days i don't think they would pass on a quarterback at two and then trade up from 12 to get somebody that's falling i think that would just be like a total dumbass use of of assets but 
you take whoever you think is the best player, you know, non-quarterback at two, and, you know, one of those guys falls into your lap at 12, you know, it absolutely would not shock me if if they did that. I, I would, you know, they would get... They need a quarterback. They would get an A grade from me, which, uh, you know, means everything, obviously. So, um, yeah, it would, that would be the, uh, the smart move from their perspective. I mean, there's no way they would pass on a quarterback twice in the top 12, right? They are the Texans, but you would, this you would is, like to think they wouldn't. So this is just the beauty that the NFL has crafted. Like this first pick has been set for probably four weeks and everything in the media is just driving more and more content to the NFL, to all of their constituents, you know, ESPN, pro football talk, everybody just like, Hey, just don't leak who the fuck the first round, the first overall pick is. And we'll just rake in the money, rake in the clicks. Um, say whatever the fuck you want all the time. Just don't leak. I can't imagine it being as crazy as what's trying to be set up right now. Um, but the fact that Houston won't take a quarterback number two overall is is very surprising to me unless that they're really willing to just go all in and say we're going to get a strong defense and we'll draft the quarterback next year i i think if they don't go quarterback at two they don't go quarterback at 12. um maybe maybe if hooker's there um at number 33 just to fuck my pit my he's going to be a top 32 pick um they'll take him there (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, they might just not love any of these guys and not think it's worth it. So it, it's hard to really argue with that. Like, did they start drafting Jeff Driscoll last year? I'm looking this up. Like, I don't care if they don't like any of them. Like, at some point, you have to have somebody to like actually stand in and be competent at a position. Well, but that's where I would see them maybe taking another mid round flyer, right? Like, maybe someone like, Aiden O'Connell from Purdue or Tanner McKee, if he's, you know, falls in the third round or something like that. Like that's where I could see them doing that again. Although (laughs) taking a Stanford big, tall white guy uh, in the third round uh, in in Davis Mills and then doing it in Tanner McKee again would be actually really funny. But, um, you know, I could see them doing that if they pass on those guys. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, nobody knows what's going to happen with any of them uh, as much as we like to think so. And the number of times that like the collective, we as the football consuming world uh, absolutely shits on a pick. And then that guy ends up being awesome and vice versa is like, you know, it's going to happen. So who am I to judge? Like if they're on their board, they just are like, no, none of these guys are worth it. None of these guys are worth a top 10 pick or a top 15 pick. So we're going to continue to just build our roster and go and go. So I, I mean, I wouldn't, uh, I guess it wouldn't shock me, but um, man, that'd be fucking crazy. Do you know who their two most winningest quarterbacks are from a win percentage standpoint are in the entire history of the Texans? Matt Matt, Schaub? No. Matt Leiner and Brandon Whedon, both batting a thousand, one for one. (laughs) There should be like a but, minimum oh, game clause in there. But no, Shab Sha- <laughs> was close. He was uh he was five twenty three. Um Brock Osweiler um 
throwback to boss uh, J-Rob 571. And their winning ne- winningness is uh, Sage Rosenfels. 10 starts, 6 wins. Oof. And then oh, poor, sorry. poor Nick, David Carr just got murdered. Yeah. He just went there to get killed. Yeah. But I just, I, I can't see them going on a mid i mean they will take a quarterback this draft that's undeniable i just can't see them not taking a quarterback with their top three picks yeah we shall see do you think because of the fifth year option with your first round pick it will influence these quarterbacks to go a lot earlier because like if you if you value someone in the second round just take him in the first round and get the fifth year option and if you think he's not that good you just take him in the third yep so like how far realistically do you think any of these four guys really fall? Well, I think, think we, they fall past we put caps on it. I think we said young was two. Um, I had said Stroud was four and I think we had general agreement on that one was Richardson at seven. Is that where we said Richardson's slide would stop? Now I'd say we drop it to top 10, but I think that we had said seven. Um, yeah. Le- Levis was the wild card at the time, which apparently was a terrible wild card. Um, and then I put a first rounder on Hooker be- for that exact reason that uh, they'll want that fifth year option. So I think, um, I mean, if we're doing over unders here, over under four and a half quarterbacks in the first round, I say over. I'm, it's going to ride on Hooker. Under. It's definitely going to ride on Hooker. It's just, who do you, th- I guess, what team do you think? I still just don't believe that Hooker is a first-round pick. I I mean, Malik Willis last year closed at his over-under pick number at 10 10 and a half. And he got drafted in the fucking third round. Uh, Because when push came to shove, NFL teams were like, no, that's not a fucking first or second round dude. I feel the same way about Hendon Hooker. I don't know. I don't understand where all this hype and talk is with him. So I'm going to go under. I'm saying four. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over because Kirk Cousins is going to be a free agent. And I think Minnesota might be looking to replace some, like fill that hole without having some void years of trying to figure it out. Well, the Vikings to me are like a prime trade up candidate if somebody falls. Um, You know, if it's the Eagles trying to get out from 10, um, you know, if for whatever reason the Titan or maybe the Titans have already moved up and taken somebody. Um, but I the Vikings are one of those teams. It's like them, the commanders at 16 and then the uh, uh, Bucks at 19 are kind of the three teams that I'm looking at that, you know, might be might be moving up. Um, I just feel like what I don't know, man, if they with their roster and everything, like I just feel like taking using the 23rd pick on Hendon Hooker would just be like a total fucking waste. And I think their front office, their new front office, is uh, they're gonna want to take advantage of one year without Rodgers. And this is their year where Detroit hasn't quite peaked, they still have Goff, and they don't know if Goff is their long term answer. Um, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, despite the fact that there's been a lot of mocks to say Minnesota will ultimately take that that poll. But I can also see Minnesota doing something cray and trying to move back into the top of the second or top of the first round. And um they did that what with the who'd they screw up that year? Um that was when they took Laquan Laquan Treadwell 
Um, can't remember the other two draft picks. Was that Percy Harvin's year? No, they wouldn't have drafted two wide receivers, but they've done it before where they've moved up to get into the back end of the, of the first round. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, if we're on over unders over under one and a half running backs in the first round under it's Bijan, And I think that's it. I think a lot of people like Gibbs, I'm going to go under two, but I think a lot of people like Gibbs. And I think that there's some luxury picks at the bottom of the first round that might be able to pull it off. I think it's going to depend on where Bijan goes. If Bijan goes eight to Atlanta, then then I think two is a lock. I think Gibbs will will be one of those last couple picks. If Bijan falls, I th- I think it's one. I think it's just him. Um, that's going to be Dallas, a hell of a story. Dallas, like Buffalo, Cincinnati, Philly, KC, closing out the first round. I, I don't think KC will do it again. Um, just after being burned by Clyde Edwards Alaire. But if yeah, I mean if he's available there at 30 to the Eagles, like <laughs> that pick will happen so quick, I feel like. Even though uh I was listening to the athletic football show today. Since Howie Roseman took over as GM of the Eagles in 2014, um he's only drafted four positions in the first round: quarterback, offensive line, defensive line and receiver those are the only positions he's drafted in the first round and the eagles haven't draft i'm again this it predates howie roseman but the fun like fact is that the eagles haven't drafted a running back in the first round since like 1980 uh well before we were born so it's um if it happens at 30 i think they can make the exception for it but um Ultimately, like if Bijan falls beyond that 10th pick, I mean, I guess you're kind of hoping maybe Washington at 16. Otherwise, it's like, you know, he, he's going to go in that later range. And if that happens, I don't think we'll get two of them in the first round. Yeah, I think the latest he goes is 26. Like, I think the Bengals have a lot of interest with Joe Mixon's off field legal issues about shooting a kid. Um like I, I think they're looking to move on from Mixon, and then there's no way in hell that uh, Jerry's geriatric ass is going to pass on a Texas Longhorn to replace Zeke Elliott as like the Dallas <laughs> like poster boy. So, yeah, I don't think they go. I don't think he falls past 26. I don't. I think 26 is rich. I think he, Jerry would trade up before 26 to take Bijan. Quite frankly, he'll. he'll oh my he'll god! Maneuver. I just. I want to give all NFL general managers the benefit of the doubt that they would not do that. But Jerry is definitely one of them that he's fucking wild card, man. Yeah. Um, one I never thought I would say over under two and a half tight ends in the first round. Uh, I think there might be more tight ends than wide receivers in the first round this year. I think gonna, so too. I'm going to stick with math and go under because two butt cheeks are better than two and a half so tight ends of two i think i'm gonna stick with stick with two i think three i i think it, we could conceivably see three like it, i think we'll for for sure see kincaid and mayor and then it's just a matter of washington or musgrave like somebody falling in love with you know the athleticism of those guys um 
and again, talking about luxury picks, right? Like at the end of the first round, the bills are sitting there and, you know, they're like, well, fuck, let's add like a dynamic tight end to this offense and see what happens, you know? And I, that one makes total sense to me. Um, so I'll go, I'll go over on that one. I'll go three. I think I'm going to go under despite the fact that I, it should be over. Um, and I actually think, I don't know what, the, does anyone know what the over under is for wide receivers? I know it's not a favorable draft class, but it's probably it's around two and a half, two and a half. Yeah. yeah there's... Um, and I think I'm going to go under on that one too. That one. Yeah, man. I mean, interesting. just with how much, yeah, JSN, JSN's, you know, the only one that I think is based on what, you know, everyone's saying is going to go somewhere in the first round, the middle of that first round, all the rest of these guys. I mean, I'd imagine Quentin Johnston gets picked, but who knows? I mean, the way that the board looks just going through the exercise of like drafting for every single team, there's just like those pivot points, right? Where if like one team doesn't take this guy, then it just has this cascading effect. I mean, it's like, the Aaron Rodgers situation, right? In 2005, it's like, well, as soon as he made it past whoever it was at 12, you know, there was just a run on defensive players because that's, you know, what the team needs were. So um, it's crazy to think about considering the number of wide receivers we've seen go in the last couple, you know, first rounds. But I, yeah, I'm with you. I, it's two and a half is think- probably the number. And I'm probably going under. I think it's going to be Jason and then the damn Kansas City Chiefs are going to take Jalen Hyatt and just run track and field all day long again. And I'm going to be so miserable. Um, I'm mentally preparing myself for them to get fucking Hopkins. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot that we got a Hopkins trade that's definitely coming up on Friday, right? Yeah. It's got to happen during this second and third rounds for sure. Yeah. Um, and potentially a Buda Baker trade. So, so you guys think so, Jordan Addison from USC and Zay Flowers from Boston College fall? You think they're going they to sit around? They, they could. There's just so many guys that are like the same profile. They're like really small separators. Um, you know, you've got those two guys, like you mentioned. You have Josh Downs from North Carolina. You have Tank Dell from Houston. I mean, there's just so many of them where I don't know if a team is going to use an asset, you know, a first round asset on one of those guys when they can get like the light version in right. the second or third round. So that that's where those guys kind of get take a hit a little bit in my mind. Like JSN has, I think, a very clear, like unique skill set for this group of guys. And so does Quentin Johnston. The the other guys are kind of all in a, this weird blob to me, and it, you kind of pick which one's going to be the one that pulls that pulls away, right? And it's none of them, so you don't waste your pick on something that's a, a dice roll. Um, yeah. I, I hear you on that one. Um, I have one more question for you, John. Okay. Where does Jalen Carter's stock fall? Oh, I don't, I don't think he's going to be available for the bears at nine. Yeah. Um, if he is, I think they would take him. I, I really think he's going to 
but you know, barring any trades, I, I really think he's going to the Seahawks at five. Um, if not, I mean, the Raiders at seven also make a lot of sense. Like, I, I just don't, I don't see a scenario where he he's to Drew Rodison House's point. He's not falling out of the top ten because I'm like. 95% sure that if anything, the bears would take him at nine. If he was there, I just don't even think he's going to get there. So yeah, um, yeah it, it'll be interesting. It, like Will Anderson's the one to me that is like the, the weirder scenario here where he might not even be the top edge player taken. That kind of surprises me, but I mean, the underlying like murmurs for months have been how much teams love Tyree Wilson and it's because he's, you know, built like a fucking fighter jet. Like he's got massive wings and, you know, Carter or sorry, Anderson is, um, you know, like an a prototypical kind of edge guy, like the way he's built and his athleticism and everything. But he doesn't have any like just totally out of nowhere traits that you're not going to find anywhere else. Um, and that's Tyree Wilson kind of does, which is why I think you could see a team talking themselves into him. I, I don't think it would be the right move. It definitely wouldn't be my move, but, um, that to me is the, the stranger scenario if Will Anderson somehow falls, because based on some of those like draft scenarios, we were just thrown out, you know, if you have quarterbacks go, uh, at one, you have Tyree Wilson go two. um, the Cardinals trade back. And, you know, I think he wants to trade the Cardinals, but yeah. Well, but, but let's say the Titans trade up to three and take CJ Stroud or something. You have Levis go four, Jalen Carter goes five, Detroit goes a DB at, at six. At seven, the Raiders could go any number of directions. So maybe they don't go with, uh, maybe they go the top offensive lineman or something. It's like you could see like a scenario if, Tyree Wilson is the first edge off the board where Anderson could like kind of slide to the back end of that top 10. But dude, it's, there's just so, I think this draft is going to be nuts. I think what we've established out of this draft is people are finally going with the best player available strategy kind of across the board. And that's what makes it so much more unknown, right? We're used to like Texans, you need a quarterback. So you're taking a quarterback. So there's top two picks off the board. All right, what does Arizona need? What does Indy need? Okay, we got three quarterbacks in the top four. Let's just roll everything from there. And now we're just like, well, Houston could take a quarterback. They could take a lineman. They could take a defensive play, like an edge. Like everything is yeah. open now that it's really just how do you evaluate the draft board? Um, and it's getting fun for everything except for Vegas kind, kind of ruins it when they put uh, minus 1750 on uh bryce young but nobody knows who the pick is going to be nobody knows yeah exactly oh well and the funny thing is will levis still doesn't even have the best odds to go number two right now that's tyree wilson so <laughs> <laughs> it's uh they're fucking with everybody it's so good my one concern uh, about the tyree right. wilson will anderson thing is like it just screams last year's draft where Aiden hutchinson was the bona fide ed rusher and then Jacksonville's like, we're going to take Trayvon Walker and Hutchinson yeah. outplayed the shit out of him. And not that Trayvon Walker was bad, but I just, it, I scratched my head. It's like, why would you not take Will Anderson who has shown he can do it? He's shown he can prove it. The dude's yeah. 
a nasty motherfucker with a crazy motor. Like he doesn't have an intangible. He doesn't have the bend of like a Bosa, but like sometimes I feel like you just can't overthink it. And Will Anderson feels he's like you know, shouldn't overthink sure. it. So I'll be yeah. curious. He's, he's, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I, I'm with you. It's, it's totally, totally getting overthought. The thing with Tyree Wilson too, that kind of was a red flag for me just going through this process is um, he's 24 years old and gross. The fact, yeah, I know. Jesus. Uh, the fact that he really didn't show up or produce until this year when he was probably on average two years older than anybody that he was lining up against. So, you know, the physical maturity, the time to, you know, work on his moves or whatever, like that to me is where I'm a little skeptical of him as where Will Anderson played in the toughest conference in college football. And as a sophomore had like the most insane season from a, you know, sack and tackle for loss, whatever perspective that we've seen in like two decades. So um, I, I'm with you, Josh, like we're over. Well, somebody's overthinking that Will Anderson thing, but he could go number two or somebody's overthinking the ploy to make you think that they're overthinking. Exactly. And thus is the NFL draft. Okay. Exactly. He's actually going to go number one um, there <laughs> to Detroit. Some who knows. Yeah. All right. Uh, any last second thoughts on the draft before we get out of here? Does New Orleans trade up from number twenty nine? Mid level, take a linebacker. I think yeah. I think yeah. I think yeah. That's where money needs to be. <laughs> Somebody like a Miles Murphy or uh, who else? What other like edge? guys are in that range yeah man i'm no, i'm with I, you i think they're uh they're good you know the saints are good for that kind of shit no matter what is going on they like, they're playing with house their, money yeah to their credit mickey loomis makes one move like every first round where you're like what the fuck whether it's like a trade up <laughs> or like the guy that he takes or like Whatever the hell happens, there's always it, that. It move. doesn't actually usually work out either. That's the greatest part about it. But hey, he's still there and he works the salary cap like no other. So um, yeah. we're looking forward to a Saints trade up, probably for uh, Bijan to uh, take over for Kamara. Perfect. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Quick rapid, rapid fire questions. We didn't even talk about who you guys think your own team's going to take. You don't need to give me the why, but who do you think the Bears take? John and Toaster, who do you think the Patriots take? I think the Bears take Darnell Wright either at nine or after a trade back. That's that's mine's, my thought. Mine's harder, not as hard as yours, Jarob, because you don't have a fucking first round draft pick. Um, but <laughs> Sean Payton. I I think if Christian Gonzalez falls and isn't the top CB taken, then they'll go there. Um, if uh, hopefully. Um, where they I'm trying to fucking find his name right now. The OT from uh, Georgia, Broderick Jones, is who I think they'll ultimately end up taking. Um, sure, up that line, but they're not going to go. They better not go splashy if they take. I said it before. They take another fucking first round wide receiver. I'm done. 
done. Quentin Johnston, come on down. <laughs> How could this no. ever fail? This is just <laughs> Nikhil Harry. This is uh, who's the Marshall guy that we thought was like, oh, he had one spectacular one-handed catch, and all of a sudden he's going to be freaking Randy Moss Jr. Yeah, let's. The let's best part would be if they go like the Jordan Addison or Zay Flowers route, like we just talked about. The team's not going for those guys. But that's the problem is they wouldn't. I don't even know who the sixth fucking wide receiver is off the board, but that's where they would go at that point in time. They're just like, we know something you guys don't. Um, This guy from Kent State uh, is going to be great. His name's Julian Edelman. Um, He could go in the seventh round, but we're going to take him in the first round. I mean, when did they take Edelman? He was... I think he was a seventh rounder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Anything else, boys? I'm fucking it's ready. Here. I'm fucking ready. I know. I know. I'm fucking excited. I'm going to be on All a right. plane. I'm so disappointed. Oh, I'm not going to be able to watch any of this live. Yeah. Make sure your plane's got Wi-Fi so you can just read. Well, yeah. Who are you flying with? Um, American Airlines, but it'll be a little freaking puddle jumper, basically. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully, I'll get in good with the pilots and that that little uh, CB2 radio that has to be good for something, right? Yeah. Just uh, get the Wi-Fi, and we'll text you uh, when the Patriots take Quentin Johnston at oh. uh, 14. Oh. Um, all right. With that, we will wrap up. Um, there are some other NFL storylines that we want to talk about, but we can save them until later. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we're fucking excited for the draft, and let's get this thing going. Football's Remember, back. if you fuck up you can just change your uniforms and then everyone will forget about how terrible you've been so um props to you arizona cardinals <laughs> the only problem hey. is the uniforms are so forgettable that i, I feel like they it's, don't even have the perfect. name of their team or their city on like it's just like we are red like actually no i think the red said Air, uh cardinals on it or that one says or arizona and it, white and, and black are just white and black are just like awful yeah it's just like we are we are away we are alternate we go team. <laughs> I mean, they're just trying to rise up to the Red Sea, even though they're probably going to drown in the sea. Like, they're just trying to match the Red Sea vibes. I'm just waiting until they put Buckeye stickers throughout the season on on their helmets. That's just going to be so great. No, it's uh, they're going to be just playing off the bird shitty thing here. Instead of, like, Cardinals or Buckeyes in this case, they'll just be, like, little bird poops. You know, I would actually love that would that. be like just I would, uh, into I would it. give them mad props for that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And do it opposite of everything else. So like the shittiest player just accumulates a bunch of shit on his helmet. He's yeah. Like, OK, well, that guy's clearly special teams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, we knew we couldn't get out of here without the Cardinals getting uh, stepped on a little bit. So that was good. That's good. Hey, you got the third overall draft pick. You can make something of your now. Yeah, for now. If they stay at three, they are the dumbest franchise ever, in my opinion. Like, what do you like? What you're punting the season? Kyler's fucking out for like pretty much the whole year. Like, just get assets. You're like changing management. Your whole new coaching staff. Just nobody get wants bodies it. in that facility. Nobody wants it. Is the problem. That's why I think the Colts luck out at number four, and why Ryan Poles did such a good job of moving out of it as early as he did. I don't think anybody wants number three. I, oh man, I just struggle to think that the Titans or 
someone that wants one of those quarterbacks isn't gonna isn't gonna uh, swap with the Cardinals. But the Cardinals could be asking for too much. That that would be a Cardinals move for like we want four first round draft picks, and they're like, well, (laughs) sit on this and fucking spin. We're we're getting out of here, but it's like every year where they prop up the quarterbacks to say, oh yeah, one two three four, it's happening, and then to to John's point. Malik Willis drops to the third round after that, right? So um, they do a good job in the media. I, I think that uh, third will be tough to to play off to anybody for the Cardinals, but that's why we watch it on tape delay when we land and get off the plane. Hell yeah. So no spoilers. All right. Peace out, everybody. Where the fuck is my Mac? Well, at least you didn't kick yourself out this time. That was an improvement. <laughs> I, can't stop. I can't stop the recording.